Hunt and Jack Russell's Great White Tickets. We'll pass those out for you around 9.30 this morning. Also, Joe Thomas kind of hem-hawing back and forth, back and forth, toes in, toes out. 8 o'clock, we'll let you know what's going on with that. I personally have my opinion on what's going to happen with Joe, and we'll tell you at 8 o'clock. Makes messages. But he's, yeah, he is kind of, he's kind of pulling, he's kind of pulling the wife thing. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not in love with you, but I still love you. I love what are you. What are you talking about? What but I'm mean? not in love with what you. What mean? I love you. I don't know. Should we see the therapist twice before we, we decide where the kids live? Yeah, there's there's definitely some of that going on okay. with Joe Thomas, and I, I if so, and I I don't want to say anything ill about that man who has represented Northeast Ohio very very well, right. and has dealt with the losing that 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 team has given him very very well. I, but this is starting to feel, and maybe it's just my perception of the world, but it is starting to feel a little like. Let's pay the dude. Give give Joe Thomas a little bit more uh, attention. It feels like I'm bringing this on. Like he like like let's bring on the begging of me not not to go. A little a little LeBron esque maybe. Little LeBron esque. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's partially about helping build the Tomahawk brand. Okay. His podcast brand. I know there was rumors he was interviewing with Fox about uh, about a TV gig. I mean, he the people were saying he was going to be the Monday Night Football guy, and I knew kind of all along. I was like, ah, he's probably not a premier name enough for that. Yeah, but I think he has put himself into the conversation for a couple of like nationally televised gigs there, yeah. and like, well, I mean, he'd be know. a good kid. He's an entertaining guy. Of course, you know, you gotta you gotta do this, and like, I don't know, I'm not gonna. Blame him, but you're right. There is a little bit of like, well, dude, what are you doing? Are you there, in? Yeah, what, what's happening? There's here, a bro? little bit of like, he's enjoying how much attention he's getting. With. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with it. But if I was the Browns organization, I'd be like, come on, man, let us know. And maybe they did. Maybe, maybe he, they know. And maybe, what could be is that everybody knows he's done. And maybe the team was like, dude, not until after the draft. Don't give us any well, more bad PR until after the draft. I think they have. I think they. I think he has to make it public, or he has to, to give the final word by. Oh, I is think, that right? I think soon. Oh, I, I didn't know I, that. I, I would say within the next week. I think is what Munch said. It was the middle of March, so I, I, I think he's going to have to come off of it soon. It'll be before free agency starts. So, um, and with that being said, I mean the Browns are going to have to obviously address that issue. So, like, if you are leaving, bro, I hope. At least from the team's perspective, if you don't want to tell the fans until the last moment because you want to build a little bit of like the decision into it, fine. But like, tell the team so they know what they're doing. You could make the argument he doesn't owe them a damn thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I there are going to be people who are going to do to to view Joe Thomas as the only bright spot in a, in a decade, and so like, however he wants to do it, do it. There are going to be people who will sell you that argument on the fact that he owes them absolutely nothing. And they'd be a little bit right about it. They would be a little bit right about that. They have The Browns have under-delivered for Joe Thomas. So we have that. Also, people trying to dragoon LeBron James into the NFL. He has responded. We, uh, we'll get into a little bit of that at 7.30 for you. And NYPD, it I guess, says they're ready to arrest Harvey Weinstein. 9 o'clock, we'll there get into go. that as well. But we will pass out those Canton charge tickets. We will do that at 7.30 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Canton Charge tickets coming up at 7.30 this morning. Buddy, I got uh, I got sad news. 
Okay. For the local for the local music scene. Okay. This being announced yesterday at blabbermouth.net. Jeff Hatrix, Jeffrey Nothing, exits Mushroomhead. Co-vocalist Jeffrey Nothing said, I am I'm coming to you today with a heavy heart to announce that I am leaving Mushroomhead. He says, it is a decision that I did not make easily, but one I made for reasons that are best for me as an artist and musician at this juncture in my career. He went on to describe the body of music and Mushroomhead videos that they have created over eight albums in 24 years of performing and touring for the craziest, effing, loyal, and amazing fans as a once-in-a-lifetime privilege. And I would agree that their fans are insanely loyal. Oh, it's, 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 there's other things like it, but it is that cult mentality. Like, if you're a Mushroom Head fan, you're a Mushroom Head fan. It's not just like, ah, yeah, dude, I kind of like Mushroom Head, and they're like, you know, a band that I listen to, like, no, dude, you have 800 t-shirts, you've got posters, you've got the DVDs, you've got everything, dude. It's, it is, it's that cult mindset. I have bartended I can't even count. Probably 30 mushroom head shows, maybe maybe 20, maybe less. It's de- at least 20. And I I mean there's just, there's just nothing like it. It always feels a little bit like Christmas. Like every time you're just setting up the bar, you're getting ready, venue's a little cold, but you know as soon as they open the doors, 20 minutes after body start to get in here, it's going to raise up. And then right before they go on at like the stroke of one a.m., then like <laughs> you're you're like I mean, dude, the the place has so much energy, it's crazy. They might be the band I've seen the most in my life. I mean, honestly, I feel like they're in contention, if not number one. And it's just oh, because God, they might be the band. I've seen I mean, I I I, I, re- I started going to those shows in like middle school, like seventh eighth grade. Like me and my buddies started going to those shows, and from then on, it was just like. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, I, 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 would I go see them again? Yes, in a heartbeat. But it's like, dude, I've seen the show so many times. Like, all right, you guys got the drums, and you're going to play those, and there's going to be the water float off of those. Well, like, dude, here's the thing. They can do old school shows. Yep. They can do Halloween shows. Yep. They can do Christmas shows. Like, that band has figured out. If you can, uh, Dude, if you can give Mushroomhead anything, they have figured out how to wring every last bit out of what it is they're doing. Like, I've always, because people, like, this is one of these things that happens. Is like everybody likes to lock, to, to like knock the local thing around from where you're from because it's kind of like you're kind of like sick of hearing about it. Kind of, you so, it, yeah. So people get, I mean, people get over their skis about like, you know, trashing Mushroom Head. But what I've always said is those guys do what they want to do for a living. And have been doing it for 20... Like, dude, J-Man has been in that band since he was, like, 17, and he's made a living being J-Man. I mean, yeah, like... Versus working. Like I said, I was going to those shows in the seventh grade. That's 20-plus years ago, dude. Like, that's a long-ass time ago. I wonder what they're going to do. Like, I mean, obviously, they're going to talk to another... I mean, dude, they've had... Dude, I mean, J-Man left for a while, and they brought in... I think it was Waylon... To kind of do that, and then they were all together for a little while, and then something went, went down with Waylon and the rest of the band, so then he left back out again. But, I mean, dude, Jeff has always been, I mean, dude, he was a, one of, like, the co-founders of the band. I mean, dude, he's kind of been there since the beginning, so, like, I don't know what they're, I mean, I, I wonder what they're going to do. I'm I, interested to find that out. I was going to say, what what is the what is the original lineup left? You know what I mean? I, I, I wouldn't think too much, right? Well, it's, I mean, he and Skinny for sure. From what I under again, I have a very limited understanding on this. But from what I understand, it was like Jeff and Skinny's like 
creation, and Jay came on pretty early. This is just one of those things that, you know, like I said, it, it's got that cult following to it. It's much like Insane Clown Posse. It's much like WWE. They tour like, together. Once you get in, dude, and once you're like in the Same midst of all crowd. this, you know everything about this. I'm sure Don right now, our buddy Don, is, is probably just like screaming at the radio like, yo, idiots, what do you mean? You don't know this. But like, it's just, man, dude, once you're in it, you're in it. Here's Mushroom. I can sum Mushroom Head up for you perfectly right here. They could release a double album and call it Illyria and Alliance. And that, dude, that, like, there you go. That's Mushroom Red right there. But I will never knock it because while I wasn't working in the, in the radio business and I was just bartending, those shows kept me alive. Like, the, the amount of money you can make standing behind a bar the night Mushroom Red plays a club, it's a lot. Trust me. I've done it more than a handful of times. And it's like, dude, I know their merch guy, Jason, really well. Like, dude, he's made his career off of them for years. I mean, dude, a lot of people I know make their living. I mean, are alive and floating, dude, living their life solely off of what Mushroom Head does. So it's like, knock them all you want, but those guys are living their dream out. And, and you know, you talk about, you know, having seen these dudes so many times and, 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 how, much so of a follow- many. and how, how much of a following they have. I'm a little surprised because at this point, dude, you're really just kind of leaving money on the table. And, like, maybe they have enough money at this point where they're like, you know what, dude, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. I, I kind of know a little bit better than that. I'm not going to get into it, but I know a little bit better. Here's the thing that I found interesting because I thought maybe maybe this is a health issue, and I know there I don't know what the exact thing was, but I know there was a health issue with was it his wife or was it his daughter? Uh, his I, wife has cancer. He posts about it all the time. I was going to say yeah, I know, he's real open about. I was going to say I know we did a benefit show for his wife once at, at the Agora. So like I and I worked that. I remember that. So I was like, maybe that was it. But if you read his quote, it's a decision that I did not make easily, but one I had to make for reasons that are best for me as an artist and a musician. Really? See, like I thought, it, I would have really? thought it would have been for personal reasons. I decided to step away Gotta from be with my family, right? But so, so this statement though means, and dude, this band has kind of been this band where it's like. They're kind of notorious yes. for kind of getting into it. So it's like, I wonder what happened. But, dude, yes, I have to do things as a musician, as an artist, but you're leaving money on the table, bro. You could just tour the same songs you've been touring for the past 25 years. And I get it. That sucks. Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. But, dude, you have this cult following that will continue to throw money at you. You're right. You could press that double album, Alliance and Illyria. And, like, I'm telling you Tomorrow. right now, there are people Platinum. there are people lining up to throw money at you for that, no matter what's on it. Well, so like, like, Donnie's like one of those. Man. Like, dude, Donnie will buy two copies of things. And so he can open one, have another one. He's like that much of a fan of Mushroom Head. And I get it. I mean, I totally get it. If you like that style of music, they're damn good at it. It's got to huh. be a sad day for him. I'm sure. He, I, dude, I, I'm, I'm sure, I bet you dollar right now. I'm going to get a text message or something from him. Like, dude, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's kind of a bummer. That's kind of a bummer. I wonder, I, I wonder, I mean, obviously I would imagine the band wants to press on. Yeah. And I so mean, they're, I mean, dude, if, I mean, if you've ever met Skinny, dude, that dude is determined. I mean, he's like determined. I don't want to leave money behind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, fine, you don't want to pick up money anymore, bro, but I do. Yeah, that's a, that was a sad one. I wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, at all. Not, not Jeffrey. I would have expected another, another exit from that band before it was Jeffrey Nothing. Interesting. It's going to get stormy in Cleveland. We'll explain next on Rock 106.9.
106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. A lot of you know about the FDA's food pyramid. Somebody has created a media pyramid on how you should be taking in and digesting media throughout your day. And okay. what the doses of uh, what kind of entertainment you should be taking in. 830 will tell you what those are. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's actually really good. And if we could, if, if most people could follow it, I think they'd be happier. I think okay. you'd be, I think you'd be a lot happier if you followed this media diet. We'll give you that at 830. Before the break, we were talking about how the lead singer of Mushroom at Jeffrey Nothing exiting the band, announcing, I believe yesterday, maybe the day before. Um, we were speculating because it didn't really say, but uh, again, our good buddy Don Hammond, who's a huge Mushroomhead fan, said he's hearing, uh, he is hearing that Jeffrey Nothing is leaving Mushroomhead over hearing loss, but he doesn't know if that's true. And he's also telling me that Church is out too, meaning Tommy Church is uh, is out of this band too, which, dude, again, Tommy does a lot of the stuff behind the scenes to help make that operation go. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with that. I guess they have a show in like nine days. guess I can't say I'm surprised hearing loss would be a part of, of your decision there. That's something, dude, I worry about all the time. Going to so many concerts, having headphones on all the time. I like, I, I, it, it just It's one of those things I feel like it's inevitable in my life. I already have it. I've, dude, I was a headphones music listener my entire life growing up in my parents' house because I had to. Um, and I'm a headphone listener of music at my house now. I, I, that's how I listen to music at home, mostly, is with my headphones on. And then, yeah, I wear them every day for work, and I have done so for you know a decade plus, so it's probably not great. And um, I don't know if things like that are hereditary or not, but I, I, I mean, I'm sure, some, sure there's science on it somewhere. I just haven't read it. Um, but my mom has it terribly, so it, it, I guess that would not bode well for me either. 7.30, we'll pass out these Canton Charge tickets. We were talking about Stormy Daniels the other day. Uh, she's suing the president and um, uh, saying that, you know, this non-disclosure she signed is invalid because the president himself didn't sign it. Now, his lawyers already, you know, basically admitted that they gave her the $130,000 to be quiet. Isn't that a weird number? Considering the parties involved, this, the, the circumstances involved, $130,000? Ain't a lot of money, but it's not that much money. It sounds very Trumpish to me. Yeah. $150,000, $130,000. It sounds like the, the 130 sounds like the like the right Trump counter. A million's my starting point. If you're trying to become president of the United States of America and I've got dirt on you, you know what I mean? Like $140,000. I mean, maybe she was realistic in the fact that sleeping with a porn star isn't the dirt that it used to be. I mean, look, it's not the dirt it used to be. Here we sit. It's not, I mean, it's not even, I mean, we the other day we were talking about how this thing isn't even dinging him. I mean, it's not even hurting him at all. Not even close. And, with the, you know, the big thing is we were talking about how, like, you would, th- like, I would have thought she would have been everywhere. She would have been a bigger star. Like, she would, be, like, more people would be looking to put her on TV. Even though, yeah, I know she can't say a lot of stuff, but still, you know people are going to tune in, or at least you would think they would tune in to at least hear her say she can't tell you anything. And I've been, been surprised, like, that she's not making the rounds more and that she's not more of a star. I mean, do Monica Lewinsky was everywhere. Now, he was president while that happened. You can make that argument, but come on. Trump's a newsmaker, was a newsmaker long before he was even entertaining the idea of becoming the president. He was front page news stuff. He always has been. It's how he got the nomination. It's how he got the job. It's because he's always been a front page news dude. So, like, I just would have expected this to be a bigger story, her to be a bigger thing, but she she will be at the Diamond uh the Diamond Men's Club in the Flats in Cleveland on June 29th and the June uh, June 30th. Exact times have not been released. But uh, I am happy for my buddy who who owns that club down there. I'm happy for him because 
she'll draw numbers that night for sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I wonder what the security process is going to be for this because, like, I'm not going to lie. If I'm her, I don't know if I necessarily want to be out there in the public. I know that that's how stripper or how porn stars often make a lot of money. That's how they make all their money. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it's a big. It, it's like going on a tour for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you know, so it, much money's made. You, you don't you don't make your money on the album. You make your money by going out on tour. So like, and you don't make your, the merch. You don't make your money on the movie. You make your money by going out there and working strip clubs. Um, I I, I would feel like that would be like a serious like somebody's going to come after you. I'd be concerned about that. Oh, because they're like deep in the Trump camp. Uh huh. I mean, some sort of. Yeah, I, I, I never thought of that. I don't think that's too much of a stretch at all. I think that's very realistic that somebody who's so you know, you're trying to bring that you're trying to bring President Trump down. I'm trying to bring you down. Like I feel like that's inevitable. Well, they normally travel with pretty serious security, and they're normally like, dude, those dudes are normally huge. For sure. I mean, like, do I expect? Uh, do I expect Phoenix Marie to have a security when she's going there? Of course, but like this is, a, I feel like this is a step up. This is the next level. Like, yeah, you got to worry if you're Jenna Hayes, but like this is this is we're talking political craziness here. Yeah, you gotta wonder if she's gonna hire a more. I never thought of it because normally, like I said, they bring like their dude who tours with them, yeah. and he's on their payroll probably all he, the time. Oh yeah, no, I right. I mean, dude, I've interviewed I've interviewed enough of these girls on the radio. I mean, dude, there's always some big, thick, failed UFC fighter in the hallway that's like her security dude. Sometimes it's their boyfriend. Sometimes it's a male porn star who you know that they work with a lot. Sometimes that happens, but there's always like a dude who you deal with to like interact with them, and. They're normally standing off to the side of the stage when they're on stage. And if you do like the photo sessions with them at the club afterwards, he's always standing right there. He's normally the one that collects the money from you to pay for the photo you're about to take with them, which I always think is a little strange. But, you know, you know, people are fans of all kinds of things. I like kiss for crying out loud. So I never even thought about the security angle of it. I just I, I I'm just surprised she's not out doing more. I can't believe she's not a bigger, like I said, even like the porn sites aren't like skyrocketing her videos to like the, the, like the, the top of their charts. Um, I mean, I know she did Jimmy Kimmel and that was a couple of weeks ago. That might've hurt. I, I, I wonder at what point, because it's coming soon. And especially if, if this all comes out as like, Hey, she's legit insane that, you know, president Trump never signed this non-disclosure agreement. Therefore, if one party does not sign a contract, that contract doesn't, it no longer counts. So she, she, if, if that's truly the case and God knows, I don't know that, but if that is the case, she will be able to talk. And I assume once that happens, I mean, she will become, you know, topic a, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I what I said the other day, I think holds true. I think we are so used to insane. We are so used to crazy. I mean, dude, school shootings, unless there's multiple bodies, don't even make us pick our head up from the, from the, from the table anymore. Like, that's the thing. If you hear about a school shooting, anybody die? No? All right. Like, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's who we are now. Now, at this point, if the school shooting doesn't have somebody dead in it, it's not considered a school shooting to some people. Well, that's, <laughs> like... that, that's true, too. No, there wasn't 18, only 13, because this gun just fired, didn't hit anybody. It's like, well, dude, a gun went off in a school, so I'm still not crazy about it. I still don't want that to happen. But I think that that I think there's I think there's part of that. Will she will she gain a little bit of popularity if, if this comes out and she can start talking? Yes, obviously, do people will book her. I'm not. I won't dispute that. That would be crazy. But I still think that overall, there's just less 
of an infatuation with it because the idea of a president sleeping with a porn star these days isn't crazy. It's not. It's like, oh, okay, I mean, this is who we are now. This is what we do. I mean, sex scandals have been so much part of my adult life. They've taken down how many people? I mean, how many legendary, you know, celebrity cases have you seen of people cheating and Hugh Grant in the car with the hooker? And like, there's been so many of these that I just think, honestly, we're so used to it. And on some level, if we're going to be honest, America, we like it. We like it. There's a little bit of like, oh, well, A, there's dirt. We can, we can, we can feast off of somebody else's bones, so we like that. And then there's also, you get to live a little vicariously through it, because let's be honest, kind of want to know what it's like to sleep with a porn star, right? So that'd be kind of cool. Plus, I don't like this guy already as president, so if he does this, now I can kind of hate on him for this and that. So you get a little bit of that. So you love, we love when this happens. We always talk about, you know, you know, people will always say, I'm so sick of hearing about this and this and this. And yet the minute any media outlet, magazine, newspaper, web blog, whatever the hell media you digest stops talking about it, you stop consuming it. We love this stuff. And I, I also think now that there's, there's part of the brain that subconsciously you're thankful for these kind of stories. As a distraction from your life. So honestly, it's no longer tawdry. There's a little bit of you that's like, yes, dude, the dopamine rush of Fox 8 Cleveland because Stormy Daniels said this. So I think there's, I, I just think there's a lot of stuff going around. But she's definitely not the supermarket water cooler topic of conversation a porn star would have been in 1989 had she slept with the president. It's just, I think it says a lot about what's going on with the president, but I also think it says a very lot about what's going on with the rest of us as well. Nobody wants wants to talk about that part. But we are desensitized to chaos. We're kind of like, we're just so used to it now where it's like chaos. This is what, this is my state of comfort. There's chaos going on. I'm comfortable in that. I don't know. It's a, it's very interesting. I, I hope she wins this though. I really do because I want to hear what she has to say like everybody else. I want to feast off the bones of this. And I want to live vicariously. I want to know what it's like to sleep with Stormy Daniels. Grand Theft Auto and the video game industry, once again, leading the rest of media in a path that they should be going down. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And this coming Sunday, 8 o'clock. On TBS, TNT, and True TV, the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards will be televised. I can tell you this, that your Country Artist of the Year. Big announcement here. Country Artist of the Year is one Thomas Rhett. Now, this is where I'm a little surprised. The nominees for Country Artist of the Year were Blake Shelton, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Sam Hunt, and then Thomas Rhett, who is your winner. And again, the awards will be on uh, TBS, TNT, True TV this Sunday at 8. But with what Jason Aldean had happen on stage in Vegas, ah, yeah, right, like don't, yeah. don't you just now? I know that was like a country festival, and like three hundred artists played that thing, right? But Jason Aldean and, was up there, and so Thomas Wright may have been part of that too. But like, I don't remember who all was part of that. But I know Jason Aldean was on stage, like that. 
you would I would have just thought like that like yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll just phone this one in for Jay. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say you just list off those artists, and it is definitely a testament to how big country music is. Is like I don't even listen to that music, and I know who all those, all those dudes, dudes are. are. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it just it is. It, it shows why it's the biggest format on the planet right now. They make stars. Um, they do. Uh, I saw this, and it was just kind of interesting. This woman wasn't like demanding it or pissed about it or outraged about it or anything like that, but she was a part of that Las Vegas crowd um, that was shot shot at, and she was like, man, we'd love to have Jason Aldean back here to do like a concert, and we can see the set, actually. And she wasn't like pissed. She wasn't like, Jason Aldean owes this to us. She was just like, this. that would be, you know, as a survivor, like, we would love to see that. And I was like, yeah, it's a good idea. If he's smart, he does that. Yeah, and do that free, that free concert. My, my guess is they will probably do that. They're probably waiting an appropriate amount of time where it doesn't feel like you're looking to capitalize. Right. And they may have people back. Actually, I have that woman's story. I'm about to tweet it out at Sansbury Shows where you can see her. I was going to say, you probably do just do like a, I mean, you can't, you can't make money on it. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no. It'd have to be free for everybody who was in attendance. And all proceeds going to survivors' funds or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably get a couple of his buddies and they'll do that. My guess is they'll probably do it inside at yeah. one at one of the casinos, like venues. You know what I mean? Maybe he just gets yeah. him and Eric Church to do it, or I, whoever. You know, you never play another outside show again. Though, you know what no, I mean? No, I'm just saying for this, like let's just let, let's let let's have this go off without a hitch. Okay. I mean, dude, as I was just there for Christmas, yeah. I mean, dude, when you're rolling down the 215 and you can see that, and then, dude, the Vegas Strong billboards right there, it is. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I would almost think that lends to the photo op it where does. you're standing out, the Vegas Strong's behind you, and you're rocking it through does. whatever Jason Aldean song it singing. Does. It does. I mean, dude, like when I was there, you could still see the difference in the glass of the Mandalay Bay where the, where the, where the shooter was. I mean, you could still see it. I mean, it was pretty strange. Craig's pretty upset with us. Craig says, I don't care about Trump and Stormy Daniels. My shop listens to you to escape and laugh. Now I got 40 laborers arguing over what CD to put in. Make us laugh and forget all the crap. Well, so I told him, dude, pick a CD and have a good day. Wu-Tang enter the 36 chambers is what I recommend, dude. Yeah, you guys you go. go ahead there, right there, man. I like it. Just go listen like to the Wu. You'll be fine. Listen to the Wu. Ah. You'll, you'll be right back, my guesses. Uh, what, what, are, what, what, what Are we not talking about the president and a porn star? I mean, like, honestly, it, it, like, I think Stan... I mean, this Stan, isn't test ban treaty stuff. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's not like we're saying, yo, we're going to break down the X's and O's of, of the tariffs coming up next. Like, Trade wars. Right. Like, that's... Are they good? That's not what we're doing here if right. you can't if you can't hear the president and a porn star and not get triggered do what do you need a safe space oh do you guys need a safe space ouch yeah maybe ouch nice i like it nice you're right nice cheese little snowflake either little snow little snowflake either pick a cd 16 stone by bush was pretty good that was a good one i like that one. that one was pretty good I like that one dude don't pick a cd by the way Download the free iHeartRadio app. All your favorite stations, <laughs> all your favorite music. Right there, what are you going to CDs for? Go to iHeartRadio. Download good. the app. It's good. Get them all in there. Yeah. You thumb songs up or down, and then we'll, we'll program the rest of the station for you. You will really be sticking it to Stansberry and I if you download that free yeah. iHeartRadio app and listen to it today. Not a Stansberry <laughs> mention to be found anywhere on the on the free iHeartRadio app. It's a Stansberry free zone. <laughs> the iHeartRadio app is. Download it. Listen to it. That's the last thing we need is 40 laborers upset. We do not need that. Don't need it. For the first time in the 20-year history of Grand Theft Auto, they will have a female lead character for Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, it looks like they're heading down south, America, 
Um, so she'll be like a cocaine cowgirl. Sounds about right. Is essentially what's going to happen here. And um, I, I like this. I, um, I, I'm one of these guys that wants to see more and more of this kind of stuff happen so I can stop hearing about how it has to happen. And uh, those kind of conversations annoy the crap out of me. They just do. And I understand it's International Women's Day, and I'll be honest with you, there's nothing to be celebrated any more than a woman. Every man wakes up and does everything he's doing, either for the woman he loves or to find the woman he loves. That's the only reason dudes are outside their house right now. That is the only reason, to protect what they already have and their children, or to find the woman to have the children with so he has something to protect. That's the only reason dudes are outside their house right now. That's it. All right, so women should be celebrated. Absolutely. I'm all for it, right? And they are I have said many, many times on the show that women are not my equal, that I view women to be the superior sex. They don't run every household in America because they're not superior. Duh, time to wake up on that one, right? But video games have been on the forefront of this for a while. Video games have been better about this than music. They've been better about it than movies and TV shows. Like they have integrated, as a matter of fact, they were better on the whole rating system than a lot of these, a lot of these other mediums didn't want to be rated. Video games said, no, 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 we'll go out. Like we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll self impose this because they knew they didn't want to be caught up in all these lawsuits. And there's going to be some easy ones to point at, but Tomb Raider has been a video game series forever. In the Call of Duty games, you've been able to make your character a woman for a while now. Like, the video game culture is actually pretty good about this, which I find interesting because they're birthed out of the tech industry where you're told that there's more sexual harassment happening in tech, which I would believe, but there's more sexual harassment happening in tech than most other industries combined. Now, I, I mean, you can definitely point to other examples where it's like the, you know, video games who are just overtly using sex to, to sell to teenage boys but that's going to be a part of the equation welcome like, to selling products right you can't you that's we, that's a part of it, it we, is. we use men to sell things to women too like there's plenty not there no is there as many commercials of guys with their shirts off and women like eating pudding or whatever the hell it is as there are for men no there isn't I, I i won't argue that but we use sex to sell things to women too we use men's sexuality to sell things to women too but there's plenty, but I really like the video game industry here. And I, this is what I'll say is that I don't care. As long as the game is good, I don't care if the, if the main character I'm controlling is a man or a woman. Right. I mean, if, if, if this is something that really is bothering you, like then you are a sexist. Uh, what, what, what grounds do you have that your video game where you run around shooting, you know, uh, helicopters out of the sky, this, oh, no, now it's a woman, so it's too unrealistic for you? Like, <laughs> right. come, come on, guy. Right. Like, um, like the new Zelda game, right? Like in part of that, you have to dress like a woman. Like you have to buy like these female clothes. You have to put Link in these like female clothes and he gets past like these female guards in the desert and you have to dress like a woman. And so sure enough, like I went online and I searched for it a couple of months ago when I was playing it and I was like, all right, let's see what the online community had to say about it. And sure enough, there were these evil dudes out there who were like this feminism agenda coming in and it's like dude it's a 10 minute part of the game like to where you care this much about it yeah i mean i'm sure you had people who were saying like oh my god look at this feminist agenda trying to turn our sons gay on, trying the other to, side, on the other side of it i'm sure look, you had we won or, 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 you, or you have people who are like well, link shouldn't be doing that because that perpetuates stereotypes of cult or of, of, of gender norms and things like that where it's like all right guys well, come on can we can we agree that we're in the middle here um and it's zelda right right <laughs> we're, I mean, we're, we're talking about video games here and I, I mean i understand that there's some cultural impact to those and i think their media just like 
like any other. It's like watching a movie or reading a book or anything like that. You're spending a significant amount of time with it, and it's going to change. Oh, these days are probably more important. Um, It'll just be very interesting to see like what the reaction is when it comes to this. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with games like Grand Theft Auto right now as people, I mean... I don't want to bring it into the president again, but is holding a meeting with video game manufacturers about violence in video games. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting but to it, see what the backlash, backlash of all But again, is. this industry is very good at what they do. And like, I'll go back to the Nintendo Switch here. They made a game for the Switch, and I think there was obviously a first one because I have the second one. It's called Splatoon 2. <laughs> And Splatoon 2 is, and all your characters are little kids. Like, they're, they look like little, little kids, right? Okay. And it's a first-person shooter game, but instead of, and you can shoot your opponents, but instead of, like, guns, you have, like, spray paint cans in your hand. And you're looking to okay. tag the ground and all the walls in the level. And if you should happen to, like, let's say I, you're me, we're playing against one another, I shoot you with my paint. Instead of killing you, I splatted you. Right. And so like there and you, it's not like the goal of the game is not to not to splat you as many times as I can. It's to cover as much of the level as I can and my my team's color of paint. And so they've kind of figured out how to take this thing, this very competitive gun natured thing and turn it into a more. Now, again, it's watering it down. It's not exactly, but it's it's moving it into a more child friendly space. Yeah. If you've got an eight year old and it's like, well, dude, I don't think you're necessarily mature enough yet for for a Call of Duty. But here's Splatoon but here's 2. Splatoon. That, but that th- game is so fun. It's so addictive and fun. That's, I mean, those are like, those are the concessions we should be able to give of. Like, all right, I understand. That's what I'm saying. I understand yeah. you as a child want to do this, but you're not able to yet. But like, here's this. Right. Here's this. And I actually really like that game. It's actually very addictive. And now there's a part of it when I turn when I first turn it on and I see like the character looks like a ten year old kid I'm like oh, I don't know like dude I'm probably I'm probably past this in my life as a person I probably shouldn't be into this as much as I am but I have no problem with the strong female lead in anything a movie a video game anything and like I say I want this to happen so I can stop hearing like Seattle and Portland tell me how it has to be happening more Stansberry Show and Canton Charge tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9 the Stansberry Show all right I like it. I like it. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have uh, Canton Charge tickets for you for this Sunday basket brawl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're all excited, huh? Oh, dude, your boy is all excited. This Sunday, uh, a lot of cool things going down with the Canton Charge. Uh, First and foremost, we got Posse Bobblehead giveaways. It's also going to be Mascot Day. Yeah, a little Posse Bobblehead right there. Yeah, a little Posse Much like Sandsbury, that Posse Bobblehead is slimmed down, dude. I'm telling you right now, Posse got a little bit more of a belly than that. He does. Well, here's what I like about the Posse Bobblehead a lot is notice what he's rocking right at the bottom of this. Oh, look at that. Little Dunkin' Donuts right there. DD right there. Posse and I together in on the the Dunkin' Donuts. So the first 2,000 people to come to the charge game are going to be walking away with that posse bobblehead um, but also worth noting Ohio Championship Wrestling it is a two for one special basketball listen you buy a ticket to the charge game you are automatically going to be allowed into the uh, Ohio Championship allowed, Wrestling not event. forced by the way so like, if you decide it will be immediately after the game in the McKinley room located right behind the uh, right behind the uh, the main bowl right there uh, so if you are a fan of basketball you are a fan of professional wrestling come together Dude, it's like the two of my world just combining into one. I'm so excited. Tickets available at cantcharge.com, or we'll give some away. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be a good day Sunday. 3 o'clock, that is, right? Yep. We'll pass those out here momentarily. So you'll be home in time to watch the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Look yeah. at that. Sunday night, 8 o'clock, yep. TBS, TNT, yep. True yep. TV. Yeah, all part of that.
This uh, this next story coming from uh, WRQK.com, our website. The Rock Mother. Where five students were taken to the hospital, several others actually, after becoming ill after eating some candy that was brought into the high school in Perry Township. Police say 20 teens were involved in the situation. Most of them were taken by parent or legal guardian for medical treatment. Candy has been recovered. They are going to examine it, obviously. And uh, Perry authorities, uh, uh, you know, authorities, sorry, are uh, investigating the incident. This woman on Facebook's all on me because we posted it and it says the kids were hospitalized because they were taken to the hospital. She's like, a little over sensationalizing this a little bit. It's like, well, I didn't write it. I apologize for that. But I mean, kids were taken to the hospital over eating something that made them sick. Um, and and at least had a reaction of I man I'm very interested to find out what that ends up being. Um, to me yesterday the first my first reaction to all this was like oh my god Perry in it again and I'm not trying right. to come down on like the community or anything but man it just feels like when are they gonna get a break over the last three months it has just been news story news story news story it's just been I mean the Panthers have just been in the news for, uh, for it feels like for the past hundred days. Um, this has to be weed candy right? The what first thing it? I thought of was edibles. What else is it? Well, I mean, LSD lace suckers, MDMA. Okay, so it's definitely drugs. So we're talking about I, drugs well, here. Well, I, I, let's stay away from words like definitely when, when we don't know. But, okay, but presumably. We definitely think that. Okay. Is, yes, I mean, that's, that's where you and I, um, that's where our thoughts go, because what else would it have been? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of ways to take drugs through candy. Like, I mean, you can put mushrooms in chocolates and eat those. You're right. There, there's LSD options. There's plenty of things you can do there. Um, and then just the, the edibles of, you know, which are coming in from Michigan or other medical marijuana states. Um, the only other thing that I could think of is did somebody put laxatives in oh. in in some sort of like candy or fudge or chocolate or whatever and be like, hey, guys, you want to eat some chocolate? And then everybody's crapping their, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the only other thing I could think of. Like the more. See, again, it just goes to show you we live in more serious times. Practical joke never even crossed my mind. Right. You know what I mean? Like that never even crossed my mind. It was like, oh, we're all trying to get high off of LSD suckers. Right. Like that's what I thought it was. Those were popular when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's plenty of ways to do drugs through candy, so it's not too much of a stretch to think that this is what happened. Because, like, let's be real, it's not like they just got a bunk batch of of, of caramels and it was like, oh man, boy, for somehow or another, we all got salmonella poisoning. And no, it's either drugs or laxatives. I would I imagine it's with. one of the two. More LeBron news here as uh, L.A. now putting up billboards says, "Forget the process." Obviously, um, referring to Philly, there we win. We win banners, L.A. saying hashtag L.A. and then B.R.O.N. there, LeBron, L.A. like like dragooning LeBron there. I know um, a, a Steelers player was like, dude, come here and play football. And LeBron said, dude, I tried the shoulder pad thing. I like tank tops. I like shorts. He would be in a, a hell of a tight end in the NFL. Hey, he's 35. No, he's, he's not. He's saying? not playing football. 33. You can't, you can't do it now. He can't but, do it now. you know. I think a lot of people... When He's it, got a better physique than a lot of tight ends in the NFL have. I think a lot of people, when it comes to pro athletes, we just assume they're all just so great. I mean, LeBron put in a lot of work, but at the same time, a, a genetic freak and totally would have been able to had he decided. Some guys couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, just Kevin Durant couldn't go play in the NFL tomorrow, no. even though he's prolific at basketball. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, and, and, and there's plenty of dudes, you just couldn't get Gronk, even though he's one of the all-time great tight ends, to come hoop it up. Like, But LeBron easily, sport, right. easily could have made that transition between those two i also and it's not like i have it everybody's got it because it was on national tv yesterday but there's proof lebron's lying about what his intentions are there's proof as chris broussard was on tv yesterday 
and was told by a source close to the LeBron James that LeVar Ball being part of the Lakers organization with his son Lonzo playing there would not be a deal breaker for a deal for LeBron to go to the Lakers. So if he's not deciding on it, if he's not talking about it, if he's not addressing it until the season's over, then how do we know there would not be a deal breaker? It's because he's thinking about it, he's discussing it, and he's mulling it over right now what he's going to do, and he's talking to these teams about what the potential deals might be. What's Chris Broussard's accuracy rate when it comes to stories with Vulmeron? The first one to predict he was going to Miami. So how about so far? Pretty good was the first one to predict he was going to Miami, was the first one, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was the first one to announce he was coming back to Cleveland too. So, so far, 2-0. and Pretty good. Pretty good. He's also one of the one of the media guys in the league where dude, LeBron's inner circle will go on Chris Broussard's podcast. They talk to him routinely. So my guess is he's a little tight end. So this I'm not discussing it until the season's over, lie. We now know. LeVar Ball in L.A., not a deal breaker for LeBron James to think about becoming a Los Angeles Laker. He's been lying all along. I've been telling you since the beginning of the season. Get ready to wave goodbye. More Sansbury Show right around the corner, but let's pass out these charge tickets. We'll take caller 17 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Like I said, more show right around the corner. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on round number 69. Online for WRQK.com. Coming up at 8.30, we have a four-pack of tickets for the Tadmore Shrine Circus. We'll pass those out at 8.30. That's uh, obviously going to be at the Civic Center. This is an interesting story coming out of Virginia Beach, what they say, which they say is for lovers, but apparently not so much. A guy bought like a $1,700 engagement ring, right? right. And he was going to ask his girlfriend to marry him. And apparently she's like a big Harry Potter fan, so he was going to take her to like the theme park and like at Universal Studios, and it was going to be all paid for, right? Okay. The ring, um, fourteen karat gold, half carat stone. He bought it new for around seventeen hundred. Says it's not the fanciest thing in the world, but I thought it was going to make um, my would be fiance very happy. I mean, it's not like it's a you know, it's not a chump change. You know what I mean? That's probably you know in, in the realm of what a lot of people view as like an appropriate ring. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, I'm, there's a lot of people walking around with a $1,700 ring on right now, right? But the girlfriend apparently didn't know she was going to be asked to be, you know, uh, engaged and all that. And right. a month before he was going to ask her, breaks up with him. Oof. So I doubt asking her to marry you was going to change that reaction. She probably wanted out no matter what. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, honestly, I, there are women who break up with their boyfriends because they feel like they waited too long to ask him to marry. <sighs> I, I mean, I can understand why it feels a little bit like pooper get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. en- en- enough. But if you think that like getting married or having a child is going to fix the 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 ails you have in your relationship already, you're crazy. Like oh, like well, once once we get engaged, everything is going to be better. You no, know what we should not. do? We've been fighting a lot. Let's have a baby. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, that's terrible. It's logic. like the, that is the dumbest idea ever to save a marriage is to have a baby. But yeah, no, obviously, like if you're thinking about breaking up with somebody, they ask you to marry him, you should still break up with that person, yeah. like because you want it out. Yeah. So this guy says, "Look, I don't care about the money. I'm not trying to make my money back. I want to give this ring to a couple that's deeply in love who wants to get married, but that maybe can't afford it." So he's like looking for somebody who's in true love. He's and if you can prove it to him, which I don't know how you're going to prove it to him. But he'll just give you this ring. Okay? Now, I think what this is about is that it's genius if you think about it. Because what's going to happen now? Women all over the country are going to go, oh, my God. 
a hopeless romantic. Good guys still exist. Meanwhile, dude, this guy will screw them over. 30 days later, they'll be on Facebook talking about how all the good guys died and or whatever the right. hell the, the meme is. Jumping puddles and oceans. Right. Yeah. As soon as somebody swaps <laughs> genitals with somebody else, the entire you know race of those people is terrible. <laughs> the entire gender is awful if there is a gender. But I so I think that's what this is a lot about is that he realizes like dude I'm gonna be out seventeen hundred bucks but my inbox is gonna be flooded with vagina yeah and he knew this was gonna go viral and there probably is a little bit of like well you know it's a little self serving nature in there um but after getting broken up with you know the guy probably needed a confidence boost so oh, hopefully yeah. hopefully that turns into it for him and like I don't know it's a nice sentiment at the very least even if even if you are doing it in self serving reasons if you're hooking somebody up with an engagement ring what do they care especially a couple of, you know, you know, kids that just, you know, they they, they want to go grab the world and, 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 you know, we're in love and we're going to make it happen. We just don't have any money. I don't know. There's something, all right, you know, something all right about it. Probably not going to make it happen if you don't have any money. Eh, it's going to be tougher. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be a lot harder. Maybe wait a couple of years, get some money in the bank account, which, by the way, Fantone and I were talking about this this morning, too, that I heard a report the other day that six in 10 Americans don't have $500 in a savings account. There's no way that's true. Six and ten, Phantom. Sixty percent of the country, dude. Let's just let's. We, we can take this building alone. Yeah, but you can't look at this building as the barometer. I mean, we're all employed professionals. I know that's a, that yeah, but very si- hard to believe. Yeah, but six and ten would have to imply that 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 part of those numbers are from working professionals. Sure, but let's go to the mecca of consumerism. You know what I'm saying? Where most people are, as opposed to just the people who are comparable to you and I. I mean, we like these are our peers. If we're going out there into the world, with just general public's happening, th- that's where the six and ten come from, my man. It comes from, it comes from the <laughs> location right, on but- Tusk right there. <laughs> that's that's fair. And you gotta but th- wait a minute, but I thought that's me being judgmental when I walk through there and I think that of those people. I, I, I mean, judgmental or honest with yourself. I mean, like, if... if that's if, what I'm always if, saying. If, if, we're, if, we're, if we're going to be real about that, like... I, I I would say that six and ten's probably just about right to me. Where it's like, dude, yeah, you five hundred. You have a paycheck coming in, but how many people live paycheck to paycheck? If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have the ends to to, to put money away. You know what's crazy right now is that I don't live paycheck to paycheck right now. Now I live paycheck to three paychecks, maybe. Like I'm not that far removed away from it. You take this paycheck right, away from me, right. you're gonna know it soon. I'm four away, maybe. But but like right now, as I sit here, March eighth, I'm not really living paycheck to paycheck, but. Most people are, dude. When I started this job, I did not have $500 in a savings account. And that was under five years ago. There's been times within this job I haven't had $500 in a savings account. For sure there has, dude. I mean, once you start factoring in like where your bills go and all, 100%. Yeah. Dude, that's what that tells me is that literally everything in this country is built on a house of cards. Uh-huh. On a house of credit cards. Like, like dude, on, on a house of visas. Like, dude, this is, that's Bad news bears. Um, yes. I mean, because really what that boils down to is if you can't cough up 500 bucks, I mean, what do you do in the sense of an, an, an emergency like your car breaks down? You got to put it on a credit card. All of a sudden, dude, you're paying interest on that. What do you do if you have a medical emergency? You know what I'm saying? You don't have any money to throw at something like that. I mean, dude, I've had I mean, no wonder people are stressed out and screaming at each right, other in traffic, right? Right, and on Facebook and just angry at each other. I mean, I mean that's why, like, I keep saying, like, oh, I've been working on my anger issues. In reality, no, I didn't. All I did is I put money in my bank account, and I don't feel stressed out every day anymore. So I'm like, yeah, dude, life's not so bad. I mean, I've had to, I've had to, like, bust my balls over the past three months to save up, like, thousands. You know what I mean? And, and to do that, it took three jobs. I don't have kids. My girlfriend has a job. We're scrimping and a saving. A good job, too. Right, we're scrimping and saving, like, 
every penny that we have, and it's still like, God, dude, we've only raised this much money so far, you know. So it, I, it doesn't surprise me at all, at all, that these that people don't have five hundred bucks. I mean, the I, when I look back on what my mentality was and my outlook on the world was when I didn't have some money saved up. I oh. mean, like now, like I, I mean, again, I'm not. I don't have any money. Like, like, dude, there are. I know there are guys that work in this industry that have a lot of money. I didn't buy us. a million dollar boat. It's not us, right? I didn't buy a huge boat, right? But I got a couple thousand dollars in my savings account. Like, so if something like terrible happened to me, I'd be like, okay, well, all right, this sucks. I don't want to spend it, but at least it's here. Like, dude, that six and ten, not having five hundred dollars, dude, that's a house of cards. Like, dude, the amount of failure that could come through that, it like a domino effect. Is bad. I mean, we're sitting here either tomorrow's payday for people on a Friday or the 15th is payday for people, which is a week away from today. I think if you ask most people listening right now, hey, can you just pull 500 bucks out? Hell no, they can't, dude. Hell no, they can't. Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. Like I said, it was under five years ago I was in that predicament. I mean, dude, I had to... <laughs> Nah, I'm not telling you that one. That one, that one, that that one's a little, little too embarrassing for your, for your boy. I'm not ready to give you everything, but like, dude, strings had to be pulled for me when I first got this job to like financially be able to make it back and forth to like kind of like do things. Like I had to lean on friends and stuff. So I don't know why I'm shocked by that. But again, if you're in that predicament, I sing the praises of this book as many chances as I possibly can. And the guy's got a lot of like Christian ideology that I don't agree with. But if you're in financial trouble, read Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Using that guy's system, it I, here's what I can tell you. I use his system, and it worked for me. I just told you, five years ago, I didn't have 500 bucks. I got thousands of dollars in my savings account now, and it's because I worked the, the I worked his system. He's got many, many books. I haven't read them all. Total Money Makeover was the one that helped me. That's by Dave Ramsey there. Just a little free advice from Stansberry to you there. Joe Thomas needs to decide what he's doing and quit send, sending out mixed signals. I'm getting kind of over it with Joe Thomas. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Dude, a bunch of former Browns coaches did something really funny. We'll get into that around 9.30, but Joe Thomas is what I want to talk about now. Everybody's pretty much waiting all season, or all offseason, I should say, to kind of figure out what Joe's going to do. And... Um, there's, I know Scott from winning for next year.com who joins us every Monday at eight feels like he's going to retire. He's been saying for weeks, I think he's going to retire. Normally when you see an athlete take this much of a step into the media role, it's because they're done. And normally they don't do it until after they're done. So he kind of feels like this whole Tomahawk thing and how much, you know, media he's been doing is him pretty much telling you he's done. And then the other day, Joe Thomas kind of came out and said, eh, you know, the end is coming sooner than, you know, sooner than later. Now, obviously, he's been in the league 10 years. So, I mean, yes. Right. Right. But then I guess yesterday he said, well, it's an exciting time to be part of the Cleveland Browns. And it's like, well, dude, come on. Like, what are you doing? Because I don't want to say anything ill about Joe Thomas because he's been a great representative. He's been a great representation of Northeast Ohio and the Cleveland Browns. He really has. He has taken on the losing culture here, dude. He has said all the right things in the media. He's never, like, trashed the team. He's always been the perfect professional athlete. Like, he's been very good. And so I don't want to say anything bad about him, but this is starting to feel like, come on, court me. Court me a little more. I mean, it's starting to feel that way. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to say that it's... 
not at least somewhat LeBron-esque. I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much the same. But but I guess that's going to be expected when you're dealing with guys who are great at what they do. There's going to be some ego involved there, and you're going to have to deal with that. The difference there, though, is is that LeBron's kind of been that way from from the beginning. Where Joe Thomas really hasn't, and so like this feels like out of left field for Joe Thomas. Fair. I um I don't necessarily. I mean, Joe Thomas has made it clear with the Browns that he's going to let them know what his plans are prior to free agency starting, and that is a week from yesterday, the fourteenth, I believe, is when uh, is when that all gets underway there. So we don't have that much longer. So my thing is like, well, Joe Thomas, you obviously know. In your heart of hearts, yes. you know. Nothing's going to change within the next no. week. Nothing is going to change. So what? Just say I, it. I've been saying I think he was was pretty much leaning towards retiring, but was going to give John Dorsey this offseason to find a veteran quarterback. And that if, that if you did that and he felt like we weren't going to be terrible, that he would come back. Now, I think you come back no matter what. It, now, hold on. If it were me, I would come back no matter what. Why do you say that? Because I would not want my final NFL season to be a winless NFL season. It would feel I not I understand not everybody that plays professional sports is going to win a championship, right? So that cannot be the bench. That cannot be the benchmark because you just might not get there. Yeah, okay? Yeah. All right. But I could not retire and have it feel like failure is what I'm is what I'm wrapping that bow with. I mean, now Joe, Joe, Joe Thomas, very, very, very used to failure. No question about it. I said it, I don't know, three months ago, and I feel like I, I'm not trying to get into hot take territory, but Joe Thomas will walk into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, first ballot, no question about it. It's going to be a major parade in the streets of the Hall of Fame city, but he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame as the biggest loser in that building, right? I mean, from a from a team standpoint, there, I, I cannot come up with, and nobody has been able to come up with the counter to this, is who's lost more than Joe Thomas? Nobody. There was, there's not a, I'm just, there's not a Hall of Famer from those old Bucks teams that were really bad? I'm not, you sh- I, show it to me. I mean, I've, I've, thrown, the, I've thrown the yeah, challenge out before and I have not seen an answer. I, I have not. Um, all that being said, like, yeah, you can say like, man, I don't want to go out on a winless season, but then you come back. And do you go out on a winless season again? No, I, I, mean, I don't think they go winless again. I mean, but we didn't think they were going to go winless this year. Well, I kind of did. I mean, I kept telling people all the time, dude, that Vegas set the, the, the over-under at four and a half. I told you four was a pipe dream. I mean, so, I mean, I felt like I was pretty close to telling you they weren't going to be very good. And everybody called me a hater and a pessimist and all this stuff. And sure enough, they were terrible. Not very good, different than winless. I don't think you go winless again. I really don't. It's hard. Much like repeating is hard. I think going winless would be hard. So would two wins be enough for him to come back for? I mean, wouldn't you rather retire in a season where you at least won a game? Like, when you go back, because, dude, everybody, like, you think of retirement, it's like the next day, yeah, well, whatever, he's a young man, he's rich, he's got money. you got to think 40 years from now when he's still retired. Is he really going to want to look back on that career and think to himself, I retired after a year when we didn't win a game? I, I, I don't think, at least from my perspective, I don't think coming back and winning one or two is going to make enough of a difference. You're not a professional athlete, dude. These guys judge things on a different level. 
Their entire belief system, their entire self-respect system is built around what it is that they do. They call themselves gladiators, for Christ's sake. So do you think he comes back? I think, honestly, I think that... No, I don't. But I... So, I, you know what I mean? I know that flies in the face of what I just said to you, but if it were me, and I think a lot of other guys... But I don't know. I mean, two days ago, he said the end is here, and now yesterday, he's saying, well, it's an exciting time. So maybe not. Well, he's got to say... I mean, what is he going to do? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to say a goddamn thing. He doesn't have to do... That's the thing, is people say, well, he's got to say something. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to say anything. And definitely what he doesn't have to say is one thing one day and another thing the other day. Can it Can it be... Can both those things be true, where it's, it's the end is coming sooner rather than later... And it is an exciting time to be a Cleveland yes, Brown? absolutely those two things can exist at the same time as being true. But here's the problem, is that that's not what he's saying. What he's doing here is giving you, is saying, well, I kind of feel like this, and I kind of feel like this. He, This is a him-haw situation, and it feels like court meat. It feels like, tell me how great I am. And I hate to say that, because he doesn't seem like that kind of dude. For he's got ten, as a matter of fact, he's got 10 years the other way, which is why I'm not going overboard on him and why I will jump on LeBron James when he does this kind of stuff because this is who he always is. He's just a drama queen baby that wants to be coddled a little bit. I love LeBron, but let's be honest, he likes to be stroked. There's no doubt about it. Hates when anything doesn't go that way. But Joe has not been that guy. But this feels that way to me. It feels very much like I'm the only bright spot you got, so convince me on why I should come do this. Which I'm sure there's a lot of you that feel like, well, dude, he's holding all the cards, so do it that way. All I'm saying is I could be holding all the cards, and I'm not going to address that that situation that way. Now, I don't know that that's what's going on with Joe Thomas, but this is starting to feel very much like throw rose petals at my feet and I'll come back and I'll save you from the despair that is your Sunday afternoon. That's the way it feels to me. We have Tadmore Shrine Circus tickets. We'll pass those out and give you your media diet, what you should be consuming via all forms of media next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We're also online at Facebook.com slash Rock 106.9. And that Facebook page will be important to you this morning at 10 a.m. As we will be doing a pre-sale for Avenged Sevenfold tickets. As they're going to play Blossom. I believe it's August 6th. Am I right about that? Let's make sure I'm right about that. Yep. Avenged Sevenfold at Blossom, August 6th. We're doing a pre-sale on the station's Facebook page from 10 o'clock this morning till 10 o'clock this evening. Got 12 hours to snag some of those Avenged Sevenfold tickets. Good summertime show right there. Oh, good band. You know what I mean? Good. Now, I always give them a little grief. I always say about Avenged Sevenfold, I liked them a lot better the first time when they were called Iron Maiden. Yeah. And they are totally an Iron Maiden ripoff fan. That's all they are. But they are very good at it. Like, there's... I don't mind when you completely rip something off... Like the sword is a complete Black Sabbath ripoff band. Like they, you can you can hear all the way down to the chord, and but the sword is very good, so it doesn't bother me. You're gonna exhaust yourself going further and further back of like, well, they're just a ripoff of them, and they're just a ripoff of them. Everything happened before. If you like it, you like it, and that's right. okay. It doesn't have to be more than that. You can just be like, you know what? I do like this style of music. Like here's. I, I, and I'm not a huge Avenged fan, but they are good. And here's how you know I'm telling you the truth. I interviewed that band once backstage. I think it was Columbus. They were on an Ozfest, I think it was. 
and they were the biggest douchebags I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I don't know if that's who they are every day. It's just, it's a long tour. It's hot. You, you know what I mean? It's 100 degrees, and you just catch people on the wrong day. Right. Like, we caught Event Sevenfold on the wrong day. Like, they were just, like, you could just see it. Like, they just wanted nothing to do with Media Day and press and any of that stuff. And they were awful to us, and I still think they're good. Like, I met Fieldy from Corn, and he was a dick, and it's kind of, like, soured me on Corn a little. It has. But Event Sevenfold, I'm still like, nah, man, it was just a bad day for those guys. And they're still pretty damn good. August 6th is when they're playing Blossom. Internet pre-seal on the Rock 106.9 Facebook page starting at 10 a.m. this morning. That'll be a pretty good one. Yeah. So we all know about the food pyramid, right? Like yeah. this is a, you could take a daily dose of this and make sure you get this and the food groups, right? Now, the food pyramid has kind of been, honestly, over the, the last few years, it's kind of been thrown out. And we have figured out that, honestly, it was not the best system. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 obviously it's been, like, revamped. But the concept of, like, hey, these are the foods that you should have at your base using the most, and you kind of work your way up, that makes sense to me. Yeah. The, like, I mean, the overall concept. You have to have a foundation. So somebody did it for media. Okay? Now, they have figured out that we consume media for about 12 hours a day on average. My wow. guess is for a lot of us, it's much higher than wow. that. For me, it's probably much higher than that. But most of us are at, we're taking in some form of media for 12 hours a day. Does that include all forms of media? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. if you say like that, as opposed to just like watching the news or something, okay, all forms of media, okay. Well, all then I forms get it. of media right. is like 12 hours a day, okay? So they built this out like a food pyramid. And he says he suggests avoiding junk food sites like Infowars, Goop, and the Daily Mail. Just don't take them in. Like your body, your mind doesn't need it. Much like you need the food pyramid for your body, this is the media pyramid for your mind. You said your mind has nothing to do with stuff like that. It doesn't need it. Leave them out. Now, with those uh, three uh, websites that you just named, or media empires or whatever you want to call them, um, there's people who, as soon as they heard that, I'm done. You told me not to go to Infowars. I don't care what you have to say. You're you're you're, you're biased. Wow. I don't know anybody that doesn't view Infowars as craziness. Like, I don't, pers- I know there are people out there. I'm saying I don't personally know anybody, even conservative people, who view InfoWars as like, do I, is InfoWars the right, am I thinking of the right thing? Is that, is that Alex Jones's thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anybody that doesn't view that as like, honestly, as craziness now. That's, but that's, again, I'm sure there are people who don't. I'm just saying the people I know don't, like nobody, at least, or more importantly, probably, they're not willing to tell me that. Maybe right. that's what it is. They say here, you can safely, however, consume a half hour of social media, online porn, and rolling news consumption sites like CNN. Now, that's just the example they give you. I'm sure that means MSNBC, Fox News, that kind of okay. stuff, right? Right. That's just what that means is that a half hour. Now, that sounds crazy. And it, honestly, to you, and I bet it, it almost sounds unrealistic. But imagine if you only took a half hour with their social media in every day. You'd be a happier person. Oh, yeah. I For think, sure, I, right? I think as a whole, because at that point, you could still have the benefits of it where it's like, oh, I got to see that picture of my niece. I didn't get to go out and watch her play basketball, but I got to see that picture. That's good. But you're not turning into this social media like addict. So, yeah, I can I can buy into that. Yes. I, I think if if I'm I'm actually trying to start to train myself more and more in public when I'm starting to be bored, like in line at the grocery store, don't Put grab your phone. Put it down. Put it down. Like start to train your brain. I've also now taken certain phone numbers of certain people 
and I've taken their names out of my phone and I've taken their to where I have to dial their phone number when I want to text them or when I want to call them. I have to I have to press in the numbers because I'm scared of what's happening to my brain about the fact that I'm like, dude, I'm just training myself to be an idiot. Like, and, I, and it worries me. So they say safely, you can safely consume a half hour of social media, online porn, and rolling news consumption sites like CNN. Okay. Your text, your email, and broadcast television are okay for an hour. They say about an hour of that a day is okay. Now, this is where I felt like this was interesting because they say Netflix gets two hours. And I didn't understand that. The difference between... Because I don't understand what the difference between broadcast television and Netflix would be unless they're saying some of the advertisement that you're getting might not be healthy for you. So maybe two hours worth of a Netflix show is a, a little less and you're not gaining some of that other... Because broadcast TV, you're probably going back yep. to some of those other rolling news consumption sites like CNN. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was looking at it from the perspective of when they said Netflix, I thought of like movies, but you're right. I mean, if you're watching, Friends on, if you're yeah. watching Friends on TBS or watching Friends on Netflix, you're watching two the, hours right, of right, it, right? Right, right? They say video games are good enough for around two hours. And again, I felt that that was interesting that they give you more time for that than they do with broadcast TV, email, text, and definitely a lot more than social media. But I guess it shouldn't surprise me all that much as as a guy who still plays games pretty deep into his life. I've always said that the the way I will the way I will sell it to myself about the, the that I'm doing something that's okay is that at least I'm involved. There's interaction. I'm I'm doing it. I'm controlling something. There's puzzles. I have to figure something out where I can just turn on the Punisher and just let it roll, and right. I don't have to pay attention at all if I don't want to. Where at least games, it's engaging multiple aspects of my brain. Yeah, I mean, I I don't game, but I buy that. I think that's it, there. There is a difference there. NPR, The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Nat Geo, Science AM, and like hobby sites are okay for three hours. Now I think that's interesting. Because there should not be that much separation between CNN and NPR. There really shouldn't be that much separation. They're both over, they're both over the same goal, which is to factually give you stories that are happening. Yeah, but there's a much higher standard on one of those. I would agree. I mean, and that's, that's, that's what I'm the saying difference. is that I, I'm, I'm blaming CNN here. I'm not blaming the pyramid. CNN, you need to get your, your site more mentioned in the NPR yeah, I think cable news as a whole has very much given up on that, has very much given up on the integrity where I feel like there's plenty of other journalistic endeavors that have not, and they all get lumped into the same, well, you're fake news, and it's like, well, no, you have to tr- you, you got to give some nuance here. There, there, there's, a, there's a difference between these They're two things. They're all capable of fake news. Which ones are actually out there trying to be that? You're, you're right about that. Um, I, I, but I, if I'm CNN and I'm seeing this today, which I'm sure they did, it's got the word media in the headline. So somebody there read it. If you're them, you got to start going, man, if this is the kind of information that's going to start coming out and this is, if people start to react to this now, I don't know if people will or not, but if they do, we need to start, maybe this is the kind of thing that can help challenge these, these outlets and they can be better. Um, eh, probably not. I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point, no, you have that tribe mentality going of like, nope, we need to super serve this group of people. This is who our core is. And we're not concerned about getting everybody. We're just concerned about getting the people that we need. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I, I just, I think, yeah, I, that's probably true is that, that they're, that they probably care less about 
you know, being factual as as much as they care about being consumed. I mean, everyone. I mean, like, there's plenty of of of, and I mean, like, you look at you look at politicians where it's like at this point, it's no longer about that broad net. It's about laser focus. It's it's about getting the turnout of your people as opposed to like convincing people to join your side. That's 100 percent what politics is about now. Where it's like, all right, if I can get if I can get my my core believers, you know, moving on this, if I can get them to come out and vote, that's more important to me than getting you the independent to join our side. So this media consumption pyramid, much like the food pyramid, they say tabletop games, music, theater, art and books and conversation are the leafy vegetables of of the food pyramid, meaning you can consume as much of these as you possibly want. Couldn't eat too much of it. You okay. want to play you want to play all the tabletop games you want? Do it. With Music, family, theater, yeah. art, books, conversation, and yeah, obviously. Yeah. Again, tabletop games you're using multiple parts of your brain there. And even I mean regardless of what the book is, I mean, yeah, I support that concept of like you're you're reading something, you're expanding your mind there. So no, I, that that Oh, even that makes fiction. Sense. You're going to read things in fiction that you don't know. You're going to read words in fiction books, and honestly, even Danielle Still books, you'll read words, you'll be like, what is that? And if you highlight it and go look it up in the dictionary, you're doing something positive for your brain. Right? So I agree. No matter what it is you're reading, I think you could, that, that, you, that you can consume reading much more. I just think it's very interesting that they're talking about news sites like MSNBC and CNN as like it's the same as social media. If you give your brain any more than a half hour of that, you're really not doing any good for yourself. I think it's very, very interesting, and I'm hopeful. Maybe I don't know why. I'm normally a pessimist, but if more and more of this information comes out, that I that that that, that maybe we can turn back and start to go back in another direction, but probably not. The paste is out of the tube. It's probably staying out. Tim Allen wants back on TV. Wait till you hear what he wants to do next. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106 now. Rock 106 nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Tadmore Shrine Circus coming to the Canton Civic Center. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Um, with all of Hollywood and TV reboot crazy, obviously um, people waiting pretty anxiously for the Roseanne reboot to happen. Somebody caught up with, T- uh, with Tim Allen and the 64-year-old actor. They were asking him, um, would there be any interest to reboot Home Improvement, which was obviously on ABC as well from 1991 to 1999. Um, he says, I can't say for everybody, but the idea has been floated. And he said, I would be excited to do it. And he said, I, and I would be interested in doing it. He said, if it came down to it, he would assume the rule role, obviously, he says, um, and getting the other members of the of the cast to ensemble again. He says, I think we'll be able to do it because people seem to be interested. He does say, though, he is still reminiscing a little bit about his his canceled show, Last Man Standing. He says, I like that idea. I still miss Last Man Standing, though. We didn't get our seventh year. I adored that show. It's like having a new dog. Now somebody wants me to go back to my old dog. He says, I don't know. I like both characters, but yeah, I'd be very interested in that idea. Of course. I mean, yeah, ABC I don't think, cuts you a check. I don't think you can do it anymore. I mean, I mean, the kids are all old, um, so I don't know really. I mean, what are they going to be in the house? Because that seems weird. Yeah, I mean, maybe grandpa. You know what I'm saying? You, you bring the kids into the equation, and they've got kids, and one of their kids happens to has be to, funny. Maybe you Mark, know? the young one, has to move back in because everybody always thought he was going to be a school shooter anyway. Like, So maybe he has to move back in. 
But like even like the neighbor. Right? Wilson? Yeah, he's got to be dead. Well, not not dead, but you're going to have to show him now because like the whole thing was you never see him past the fence, but now isn't your kid just going to fly the drone overhead and be like there's Wilson right there and just show it to you? So like how do you work that gimmick out? Um I get why TV's reboot crazy right now because every people are leaving television. It works, and I so mean, what? Are, right, what are they doing? They're bringing back the shows that you that they know you like already. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe don't cut the cord. And I'm very hopeful for Roseanne. I think Roseanne's going to be great. Again, they got Norm Macdonald as their head writer, so like that gives me a little bit of like, okay, well, if Norm Macdonald's in the writers' room, who was in the writers' room the first time around. That gives me hope. Yeah, they've released some footage from the uh, from the newer episodes of Roseanne, and I, I, I mean, I don't feel like compelled. Like, dude, I gotta be there night one. I gotta go make sure I'm on that. But like, yeah, I'm sure I'll watch it and kind of give it, you know, give it, give it a, give it a shot. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to watch Roseanne. I have to see that. I love that show growing up. I do. I understand what she's doing now, where she kind of wants to feel like she feels like she wants to be like the. The conservative counterpoint to what's happening in entertainment now, which is just trash the GOP as much as you possibly can. If you get bogged down too much in that, uh, you're going to tune me out. Do you feel like Tim Allen kind of lost some of his argument of, well, ABC doesn't want a conservative voice on their network when they're putting Roseanne yes. on? Yes. So he lost some of his. his I mean, I said from that. the beginning that show did not get canceled over the fact that he was ultra conservative like that. I, 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 I remember the day I said it. That I think the show got canceled because you were six years in, and that's a pretty good run on new TV. Now, I don't know what the ratings were. Maybe the ratings were through the roof, and that flies in the face of what I'm saying. Um, I do believe that there's overall a conservative, that there is a, there is a liberal bias in Hollywood, and I do believe that conservative actors do get blacklisted by some directors and some producers for what their opinions are going to be. I do believe that that does happen. I don't think a corporation, especially one that's tied to Disney the way they have, given what Disney's history has been, I don't think a company goes, hey, this cash printing machine, we're just going to unplug it because of what Tim Allen says when he's not in front of this. I don't buy that. If anything, don't they try to reboot it and put another actor in there? Then maybe he's got a point. But I don't think you unplug a cash cow just because you don't like what Tim Allen's politics are. And it does put a hole in his boat that Roseanne's going to be a little bit more of a conservative counterpoint to what's happening on TV. And that does kind of fly in the face, given the fact that they were both at the same network, and that's you know the network that carried Last Man Standing. It does. It puts a total hole in his boat. And that's probably now why he's out there saying he's open to the idea of doing home improvement again. I'd like to see both those shows come back. I didn't realize that Home Improvement had only been on eight years. That was like one of the first shows that I remember being in in reruns like that to where it felt like that show ran 30 years. Be interested to see what happens. Tim Allen's a funny dude, man. He's a good television actor. He is. He's a funny TV dad. He's good at it. And I'd like to see him back on TV. We have those Tadmore Shrine Circus tickets. Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 10-1-800-243-7625 on those. Another Hollywood uh, mogul in some trouble. It looks like the NYPD ready to arrest Harvey Weinstein. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about Tim Allen maybe entertaining the idea of coming back to TV to do home improvement once again. And we got talking about Last Man Standing because he felt like he... 
the network pulled the plug on it because he was conservative, and yet they're rebooting Roseanne, and she is out to pro to portray a conservative counterpart to what you're seeing on TV. As a matter of fact, that's why they penned Norm MacDonald to write it, because he's a very conservative comedian himself. He's a, he's from the conservative point of view. And I didn't know what the ratings were, so one of our listeners, Brian, actually found this article from The Hollywood Reporter, sent it to me. And if I have this right, Last Man Standing had a 1.7 rating amongst adults 18 to 49 and around eight and a half million viewers per week, which is pretty good. That's, I mean, I do eight and a half million viewers a week for TV. That's not bad. But my guess is, is instead of we're yanking him off the air because he's conservative, it was we're six years in. And instead of going back to the well for a seventh year and not doing well, let's get out while the product is still seen as good. And it has been, by the way. I mean, Netflix picked it up. It's been picked up in syndication multiple other places. So the show had its audience. But I think ABC was just like, let's get out of this before it looks like we had to get out of it. Well, and you got to ratings aren't the only part of an equation when it comes to a show. How much money is being made off of it? How much money is going into it's a big part of it, too. So if you're paying Tim Allen too much money and it's like, man, it's just not worth the numbers that are coming in for us. I mean, you can be the best show on the face of the planet and And not not be sold. Right. Yeah. If you're not making money, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that can happen from what I'm told that can happen. NYPD says they're reportedly ready to arrest Harvey Weinstein. New York City's top top detective, rather, sorry, said Wednesday, police have gathered considerable evidence in the rape investigation of Harvey Weinstein, but it's obviously now up to the district attorney to decide whether he will, in fact, be indicted. I believe he will be. It's they're saying it's now the district attorney's case. It's their case now. Um, They say they have been working diligently with women who made alleged Weinstein or had made the, you know, the claims that Weinstein had raped them. The probe stems from a report in October by boardwalk empire actress Paz de la Horta. I don't know who she, I don't know who that woman is off the top of my head. And I hope I said her name, right. Who said she, uh, who said Weinstein raped her twice in 2010. Um, and she's also spoken out publicly apparently on this as well. I was not a, I watched the first season of Boardwalk Empire and then I got like right out on that. I didn't really love that show a whole lot. Detectives have since traveled to Paris, Los Angeles also to interview her and some other women. They have sought cell phone business and medical records. Witnesses were prepared to testify before a grand jury, which would determine whether Weinstein is indicted. Boy said that proceeding is secret. Um, he says we have, accumulated quite a bit of evidence. This to me feels very much like Bill Cosby. Like it feels very much the same way to me where there are times where guys are accused of this and I'm like, ah, let's wait and see how this one plays out. Right. And then there are times where guys get accused and the amount of people is so many that yes, maybe there are people looking to pile on, but yet it's so many that it can't be all of them are looking just to pile on, that there has to be some truth here. Do you feel like there's a number of that? I mean, is it like, well, nine, I don't know, 10, yes. No, it's going to be case by case. Okay. It's going to be person to person. Um, it, it, it's going to be you know situation to situation. And luckily, I mean, we're not talking like the Stansbury Court of Law here. I mean, yes, everyone's going to have their public opinion. You right. know what I mean? And oh, like, he's guilty in the in the minds of the public forever. Right. For 
ever is that, that that's going to happen. But I think if he, all right, all people that are guilty of, of these kinds of crimes need to be charged and need to be put away and need to serve their time. Mm-hmm. But especially in this Harvey Weinstein case where you kind of need to throw a body on this movement right now. You need to you need you need action now on one of these. I also because I think it's important. A a rapist goes to prison, okay? Right. B women's movements and groups feel like, okay, we're being heard. People are at least now starting to pay attention. We're moving this in the right direction, which I like. And what happens then I think is once you do throw them a body, that maybe the people who are still guilty of this stuff are still persecuted for it, but maybe it dials down some of the animosity in office buildings all around the country where people aren't really doing this, but people are so afraid to like kind of talk to one another now or joke around with one another because they just don't want to be they don't want to be caught up in, in one of these scandals. That if you give these movements a body, that now maybe some of that, you know, that that weirdness and awkwardness and that tension that is between men and women in the workplace all over the country right now that maybe some of that dies down because a guilty party is taken to justice i like i said i view this very much similar to bill cosby where i believe that this person did this yeah i mean if you're a rapist i want you in jail i don't i don't yes. i don't care about anything else in the story other than that if you raped another human being you need to be in jail so uh, there's there we need to rethink the sentences that you get for that too oh of course dude. i mean it wasn't I, I think the average rapist gets eight years and then they only end up serving like three five, to five or something so, yeah like that. so yeah. i mean like no it, it's it's one of those things that i know people want to be like like, oh my gosh, another cause, another movement, another hashtag. But it, there's real and honest complaint here. You can disagree with their means of of, ju- of getting to that end. But like at the end of the day, rape is too common in, in Hollywood and in mainstream America. Like it's just too too common of a thing. So I'm not going to push back against people who want justice in these situations. No, yeah, I mean that that I mean no, they they need it, they deserve it. I'm being asked via Twitter, going back to Last Man Standing. Do you think that that ABC got rid of it because they knew that? were bringing Roseanne back. No, I think um, Last Man Standing was cut too long ago for that to have been the reason. And B, if I'm ABC, I want them both, and I want them both on the same night to anchor down the night. From what I'm reading here, ABC did not own the licensing rights for Last Man Standing, which is just another complication there. Where yeah, it's like, TV gets set up different. Like mm-hmm. you can do something on somebody else's lot. You can have the show shot, produced, done, edited on somebody else's lot, and then sell it to a rival network. It's really weird how TV works like that. I don't think so. I think if ABC, if they thought it was going to be a huge juggernaut, and they thought I think either what you do is bookend the week and separate them from one another, or you go the other way and you put them on the same night and then you own the night. TV works much like how bars do, where, and again, I'm here. A friend of mine works for CBS Television in LA, and so I get a very limited view of this, but. Bars work like this. You, you you carry three nights carry the other four, meaning you make all your money Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then that money you need that right. money to help you carry the rest of the week. TV's very similar. They're they're on seven nights a week, but they're looking to bank on the nights that they're doubling down on. Like CBS, I don't I'm guessing on the nights. I'm 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 a cord cutter, but like I know like one network like loves having Thursday, another one will like having Monday night and must see TV. That that was another thing, there's another slogan that came out like look. We're owning this night.
night. So they look to carry the rest of their week off of their money makers. So my guess is if they thought they were both going to be hits, you keep them both on the same night. But I could be way wrong on that. But that would be my assumption on it. A bunch of old Browns coaches got together for the funniest reason ever. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning on the station's Facebook page, we will be doing an internet pre-sale for Avenged Sevenfold as they'll play Blossom August the 6th. And starting at 10 a.m., Facebook.com slash Rock1069, an internet presale for those event sevenfold tickets will go on sale. You'll have till 10 o'clock this evening. So Jeremy Fowler, I, uh, from what I gather, is um, an ESPN employee. And he tweeted out yesterday at 10.30 in the morning, it looks like, best story he heard from the NFL Combine a small group of former Browns coaches held a fired Browns coaches party at a local restaurant in Indianapolis. Probably after those really good shrimp cocktails they have in Indy. I don't know what the deal with that is there. You can't find an ocean anywhere near Indianapolis, but their shrimp cocktails are amazing. And Adam Schefter reports, yeah, this is not a joke. This happened. Neither Schefter nor Fowler listed the coaches that took part of the gathering, but obviously... There are plenty of people to choose from who would have been at the Combine, like Romeo Cornell, who had been the head coach from 2005 to 2008, currently with the Houston Texans as their defensive coordinator. Pat Shermer, Browns head coach from, well, the one year. He is uh, now signed on to be the New York Giants' new head coach. Mike Pettin, again, got a year. Current Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. Norv Turner, he was the Browns' offensive coordinator back in 2013. Current position is with the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. Now, he just signed on. This will be his first year. And as a naysayer on Cam Newton, I've been saying, look for Cam to have a big year. North Turner normally can help you get things turned around. If they can't get it done this year, then Cam's no good. Kyle Shanahan, Browns uh, offensive coordinator back in 2014. He's now the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, who I really wish the Browns would have been able to work something out with and made him a head coach. I really wish that would have been able to happen. But um, from what I hear from inside the organization, Kyle wanted out. Just didn't feel like it, no matter what they did, it was going to be able to be turned around. Terry Rubisky was another guy who was there. He was the Browns wide receivers coach in 2001 to 2003. And then again from 05 to 06. He was the interim coach in 2004. He's currently with the Buffalo Bills as a wide receivers coach. It's uh, uh, just a blast from the past, dude. All those names. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy. I believe this happened. And I believe there's a fraternity amongst fraternities. And I think c- coaches in the NFL, that's what it is. And I think that there's probably a little bit of like, dude, this is like a dark, this is like a black eye in our history. But like, let's get together and like soak, soak it up in some beer. I guess to me, if most of these dudes, in, in, in my opinion, have kind of moved on, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, I'm just surprised that they're still carrying that with them. Oh, you know what I mean? I don't dude, think again. It's professional sports. These are these are public eye jobs. These guys are going to care about what's said about them, what how they got fired, what happened. Again, according to our good buddy Dustin, who's the, like one of the biggest Browns fans you'll ever meet, um, he's saying he's heard Ken Carmen say that this has become an annual event. Oh wow! I buy it. I buy it. It's a very public way to be fired. Um, I mean, a lot of other teams have fired a lot of other coaches. How come there's not like a Lions? You know? Well, is there? And we don't know. Maybe we're, we're, we're hearing about this, although neither Adam Schefter nor this other guy has any real ties. to the I, Maybe it's just, do we have more media now? Maybe this does happen in other places. And have the Lions, I mean, have the Lions, have, have they, they had that much coaching turnover, like the way the Browns have? Well, I don't think anybody's like the Browns. That's but what I'm saying. Well, then there you go. I think I'm just saying that, over the last 20 years, there's another team with plenty of fired coaches. I'm sure that, well, again, this is one of those things that I'm sure has happened with other organizations. I bet guys don't want it maybe necessarily getting out. That's kind of like a private thing that they want to do. But given how some of these guys were fired, given the fact that some of these guys only got a year, right. and especially now... When they can all get together and talk about the fact that Hugh Jackson's getting now yet another year after going what one and fifteen and then zero and sixteen, I mean you're one and whatever thirty one or whatever the hell it is. Like I could see the rest of these guys getting together, sucking down pints, talking about how they got screwed, and yet you got this coach who's like going back for a third year. Most of those dudes are probably like, man, we got screwed. That's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I think honestly. I'm interested to see what happens with the Giants and Pat Shermer. I, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he did a phenomenal job. Everybody wants Case Keenum right now, right? Y'all want Case Keenum? My guess is that it had more to do with Pat Shermer than it did to do with Case Keenum. That's just my guess. I don't know that, but I'll end up being right about it. Every time I say that, that's just my guess. I don't know. Really, what I'm saying is I do know this, but there's no way to prove I'm right 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 now. But my guess is if they, if, if they take a quarterback at two and he works with them, that Giants thing's going to get turned around pretty quick. Now, granted, you got Odell Beckham Jr. there. So if you get a quarterback that can even get the ball anywhere near that kid, he can catch it no matter where you throw it. So that helps you too. But I'm interested to see how Pat Shermer does. Really interested to see. Again, this is that, but this is the Browns organization. Fire the coach, man! Fire the coach, man! And nobody ever has the plan for the backup. Like I say, you can fire Hugh all you want, but tell me who the coach is. I want to know what the plan is. It's not like NFL coaches are just falling off trees. You know what I mean? Like, you tell me what the plan is, and I'm for it. But until you can, let's just see how this year folds out. Can't wait for the draft. I cannot wait. But no matter what they get, I'm telling you, I think it's four wins max this year. Max. I know I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but it's four wins max. We'll pass out those warrant tickets to end the program. That's next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Warrant and Jack Russell's great white tickets. They're playing on the 23rd, I believe it is, at the North, uh, at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Mm-hmm. We'll pass those out to end the program here uh, pretty soon. I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about this, but some information coming out of Utah where a student, apparently inspired by ISIS, threatened and was trying to blow up a high school. He had a bomb on him. This was earlier this week, but uh, information is just now starting to file out. Had been carrying around an ISIS flag last month um, and was caught with uh, with a bomb and some bomb-making materials and was threatening to blow up a high school in Utah. Yikes. Yeah, it's terrible. That's, uh, that's, if you've ever been there, 
it is about the last place in the world you would ever think you would come across a ISIS sympathizer. Like, it just doesn't, like, Utah doesn't have that feel. Yeah. Utah's like, dude, we wear our Levi's straight. The thing I'm going to say about that is, like, ISIS-inspired doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, that probably to him was just the, the farthest zig when everyone else is zagging you could go with. It's rebellion. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. It's that it's probably less about ISIS and more about this will trigger everybody. Right. And, and a little bit of that. Right. Yeah, my guess is that, that it's just a little rebellion there. Well, it's obviously a little bit more than that. Yeah. And but, I mean, obviously, ISIS will be like, yeah, dude, we totally told them to do that because that's what they they'll do. They'll take credit for anything. I mean, they will literally take credit for anything that you don't like. They will uh, they will take credit on that. I'm sure we'll get some more info about that. Probably get it, you know, back into it again tomorrow morning on the program. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning on the Rock 106.9 Facebook page, it is an event sevenfold presale. Okay. It will go from 10 o'clock this morning to 10 o'clock this evening. That shows August 6th at Blossom. Uh, tickets go on sale, I believe, this weekend, but you can get them early via the Rock 106.9 Facebook page starting at 10 a.m., so just on about 14 minutes from right now. We are done for the day. We'll pass out these warrant tickets. We'll take caller number 30. Right now, 1-800-243-7625 on Warrant and Jack Russell's Great White Tickets for the Hard Rock Roxino on the 23rd. Aside from that, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. And Fantone, I got awesome news. What do you got Awesome news. What's happening? Subway is launching their signature rap collection, and they have dropped the three of them off for us.